Three. Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Uh, Pastor Corey, sorry about that. I clicked the record as I said three instead of waiting till you know, after one. So I you're know. sneaky, Thank Tim. You. You're sneaky. Uh, it's okay. Maybe one of your funny faces. Yeah. Well, it's good to be here, Tim. Um, it's not snowing at the moment. And uh, spring has sprung. It's March. Yeah. It's March, so it could snow or hail or be sunny anytime. But yeah. uh, we had that last week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we live in a beautiful part of the world that had a a friend visit down from Spokane yesterday, and he was saying, you know, he hadn't really been down in this area during spring, and it was sunny while he was driving down. He said it was really beautiful, you know. Um, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell anybody, but yes, it's beautiful down I here. I love this time of year too, as you start to see some of the green from the winter wheat uh, yeah. color the hills, and so you have the contrast of the green and the brown uh, from the earth that hasn't been. Uh, tilled and seated yet and uh it really is beautiful so i can appreciate i would say that there there's a thing i was telling someone else there's a thing called uh vibrant brown in the springtime when they do till the soil where yeah, the brown yeah. really pops out yeah. You're right. <laughs> and uh, uh if there can be such a thing and and then sometimes there's still snow on some hillsides and so that's really yeah. interesting that contrast you know yeah. Anyway, beautiful stuff. And then the blue uh, sky too. So you'll get the blue sky, white snow, brown earth, green, green uh, wheat coming up, and it really is quite beautiful. So uh, can't beat it. Can't I wonder if we, I wonder if we could get vibrant brown inducted into the Crayola crayon box. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know if that's you know gonna make it, but uh, but it is. It's got it, a life to it. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, well, cool. Well, it's good to be with you and, and be back on the podcast as always. Um, today, we wanted to uh, share some some uh, announcements about Holy Week activities. Uh, I know it's hard to believe maybe, but uh, Holy Week is just around the corner. March is nearly at its end. I mean, we're a quarter of the way <laughs> through the year. Uh, it's hard to believe time flies, but Holy Week is upon us. And then we've got, uh, want to talk a little bit about our worship services that are in person and then talk about our scripture as always. So um, maybe I could, I'll start off talking about uh, Holy Week activities, Corey, and lay out the schedule and then you can pipe up, pipe, pipe up, pipe in, say something if you want. Just pipe. Um, <laughs> and then you can talk about our in-person worship and I'll pipe in, pipe up whatever it is. Uh, if I feel like it. So, all right, uh, cool. So Holy Week is here. It starts with Palm Sunday, of course, which is this coming Sunday, March 28th. We're going to be having our regular worship services at 9 and 11 a.m. You can join us on Facebook Live, on YouTube, or in person here at the church. Um, so that's pretty exciting. We're going to have the palm branches are here. Uh, last year, we ordered palm branches and didn't get to use them. This year, we ordered palm branches and we get to use them on Palm Sunday. Point of order, Councilman uh, Sievers. We didn't get to use them on Palm Sunday, but we did burn them. You're, you're right. We used them to make the ashes. For, they weren't <laughs> completely useless, but yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, so we're excited about that. Excited to be uh, gathered for worship on Palm Sunday. And if you want to join us for worship, we'd love to, to know you're coming. Just helps us plan a little bit. 
Um, so you can give us a call at the church office, leave us a message, whatever. Uh, but we'd love to have you. Lots of room uh, to worship on Sunday. Uh, so join us for that if you can. Then we have our continuing soup suppers on Wednesday. Um, uh, so, oh, I, I was confused because today is Wednesday. And then there's another one next week. That, that'll be our, our final one on uh, the 31st of March. Uh, so you can join us on Zoom at 630 uh, for that. And we send out that link every week. If you're on our email list, you can get that there or uh, contact us if you want to join us. And then we have Monday, Thursday service uh, on April 1st. Uh, we'll be celebrating the Lord's Supper together. Uh, and uh, that'll be at 730 on April 1st. And you can join us on Facebook Live and YouTube for a recorded service or in person at the church. Uh, and we'd love to have you join us for that. And the same thing goes for Good Friday. Tim. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say April 1st, Monday, Thursday. Are you going to do any practical jokes or uh, is that little not a good idea with the Lord's Supper? I was thinking maybe that's maybe that's not appropriate. I don't know. I guess we could I could pour some real wine in the cup or something. Ooh, wow. Cool. Yeah, we're not a real wine church. That would be a shocker. It would be a shocker. So no, <laughs> or, or uh, no, I don't, I'm not planning any practical jokes around communion. Maybe like <laughs> cheesy bread. You break the bread and it's all cheesy on the inside. Ooh, no, that'd be good. It's not good. That sounds good. Even I mean, tasty, but not appropriate. Not, not appropriate. appropriate. I shouldn't even brought it up. So <laughs> I think Jesus kind of pulled a practical joke on people. We're, we're going to talk about it in the, the text, but it, yeah, we, we can talk. About that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You were saying Monday, Thursday, <laughs> Good Friday, Friday, Thursday, seven thirty p.m. on April first, and then uh, Good Friday, uh, seven thirty p.m. on April second. Again, on Facebook and YouTube, recorded services, or you can join us in person. Um, all the options available that we have for whatever your comfort level is. If you want to stay home because you're comfortable with that, that's great. If you want to come to worship and you're comfortable doing that and you feel you can do that in a safe manner, that's great too. Uh, just as a reminder to everybody, we do uh, practice wearing masks and social distancing in person. Um, but it's a, it's, I would say it has not hindered my worship. Um, and I, I don't think it's hindered the worship of anybody else. We've had good, vibrant worship as we've gathered together. And um, I think that you'll, you'll experience the same if you come to any of our services. Uh, and then lastly, just uh, to go complete the whole cycle with a Resurrection Sunday, we have our sunrise service out at the Greenwood Cemetery uh, here in Palouse at 6.15 a.m., uh, which is a little bit of a strange time, but we don't want to miss the sunrise out there. So join us for that. Uh, we'll also be doing that one um, over the radio and Hopefully, if the technology all cooperates, it'll be available on Facebook as well. Um, and then our Resurrection Sunday service. Him just Facebook or the old YouTube too, or just Facebook? Um, probably just Facebook. We could do YouTube. YouTube cuts, cuts off the first couple minutes when we use that particular technology, which is kind of irritating, but if we started it early, we could do that. So, uh, okay, there you have it. Facebook and YouTube uh, for the sunrise service. And, uh, and then Resurrection Sunday services at 9 and 11 a.m. Uh, here at the church. And we'll have um, 
yeah, so lots going on for Holy Week. Hard to believe. It's cool. A lot. Uh, yeah, Super lot cool. This for us, you know, again. Yeah. And I think it's important if you can attend some of these services, whichever way you attend, uh, I think it's important to have that rhythm in your annual uh, practice of our faith to remember the, the gospel story of Jesus Christ and the stages, uh, the things that he went through, the suffering on the cross, uh, the establishment of the Lord's Supper, the, the, the empty tomb, the resurrection, um, the entrance into Jerusalem, Palm Sunday, which is this week. Uh, you know, never getting too far away from that story uh, is really important. It's, it's core to who we are. Uh, the story of Jesus. So, um, yeah, and, and if you only get bits of it, uh, you know, it's not quite the same. So join us if you can. It's awesome. Um, you know, Tim, the big question a lot of people have is, well, you say these in-person things. Well, how do I do that? And to me, that question is a little funny, and I don't want to be insulting. Yeah, the, big, the big thing is you show up. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we made it a little bit complicated in that we're saying, if you can let us know ahead of time, please do. But we have room for people to show up in person. We have capacity limits, but we haven't hit those capacity limits yet. The capacity limits are changing as the guidance improves, you know, so you don't need to worry about that stuff. So we don't want to just put out too many numbers and then people start to think about that. The best thing to do is come. If you, if you want to come, you have to wear a mask. There is distance. Uh, and, and if you can let us know you're coming, let us know. Okay. There's no fancy reservation system. Uh, there isn't a table waiting for you there. Uh, we will make space for whoever comes and we're ready to do that. Um, so uh, if that means if you have a friend or neighbor that says, can I come to church with you? You don't say to them, well, I didn't make a reservation for you. You say, yes, come with me. And then if you have time, you call the church office and let us know that you have more. If you don't have time, just show up with your friend. Um, that's fine, right? Uh, we will make it work. Uh, it's our job as staff to make it work. It's your job as the gathered church to gather and, and worship together. And we're part of that too, obviously. Looking forward to worshiping with more and more people. But yeah. that's the in-person reality is, hey, show up, um, enjoy the worship experience, enjoy being together with God's people. Feel free to invite uh, those who are new to our congregation. Um, there is space for them. We, we will make space for them. Awesome. Anything? Yeah. Okay. That kind of, I don't know if you could say, said it any more plainer. We want you here for worship, and there's room for you, so come. <laughs> um, come on down. Come on down. Cool. Okay. So, uh, yeah, those were our big announcements that we wanted to take care of for today. Holy Week activities. If you have questions about any of that stuff, because we went, we covered a lot. Uh, give us a call. Uh, no, you, you pointed off on my screen to the wall, so I don't know who is going to help them. Oh. Maybe you were pointing to me. You have to. You have to cover all the bases, Corey. And just yeah, yeah. Uh, so call the church, call one of us. Uh, church phone number is 878-1509. Uh, if we're not here, leave a message. We'll call you back. So, Looking out my window, Tim. Snowing. Uh -oh. Is it? Just tiny little flakes. Uh, rats. Tiny little flakes. Yeah. Poor flowers don't like. know what to do. <laughs> yeah. 
They're they're from the Palouse. It's fine. They, they know. They'll uh, figure it out. So. Yeah, don't put your avocado tree out there. No, he's he stays inside. Oh, it's a he. Do you know it's a he? Uh, no. I don't. I don't know how to. That's going to make a crass joke, but I won't. Uh, did, I, I am looking for a, a theologian name for my plant. Um, so Athanasius. If anybody has any Athanasius. Athanasius. If anyone listening besides Corey has any Athanasius. <laughs> Athanasius the avocado. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, Tracy's. Uh, has one at home named Juan Carlos. Um, so, yeah. And we think he's an avocado. Way cooler than we Juan think he's Carlos. an avocado from Mexico. So, I don't know if like a Latin American type theologian would be an appropriate name. Oh, um, I don't know okay. if we should, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm open to ideas from from people. So weren't I, I weren't know. avocados originally Mediterranean? I mean, and before they were exported to the I, New World, I can honestly say i have no idea um so i would have to learn more about avocados i think you do need to learn about <laughs> avocados uh the other thing is we need to figure out if you have a male or a female and what your wife has um and then you need to get them together because they can only you know do the avocado dance if they um if they have uh you know a mate yes yes you have to have and yeah. And then if they are not appropriately matched, um, maybe we need to go out on avocadomatch.com and <laughs> find, find somebody. Yeah. You, know? you, you just want to, you want me to grow an avocado. And then when I'm not in the office one day, you come in and steal it off of my tree. I know how you, I do want to do that. You're, you're looking I, at I do. avocado. But I would much rather prefer you have multiple avocados. Uh, and just the fact, if you could grow an avocado in Whitman County, you could do most things in life, I think. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> we, <laughs> we tried growing an artichoke in Montana, and that didn't go over very well. <laughs> so it was outdoors. Uh, and it didn't like the weather. So, Tina and I had one year where we grew a whole batch of watermelons and we didn't realize how well we did it and that's probably why we did it well now we've tried years after that and and they basically never get past a tennis ball size but this one year we just had a bunch of good eaten watermelons and like it's hard to do on the blues we didn't know that um it's probably because we didn't know how to do it that yeah. we did it. good confluence of weather and anyway that's blessing yeah terrible I, they need they need a certain kind of soil that's not good for other things or something uh, but anyway we are not here to talk about watermelons and avocados i actually um, know something about watermelons but you're right we need to talk about the scripture hey let's set tim's knowledge of melons aside and move on to something else um scripture today is the palm sunday story in the gospel of john starting in John 12 something. Is it John 12, 12? I think John 12, 12. Uh, not going to read it. You can read it. You can read it in other gospels. It's an important story. Jesus's entrance into Jerusalem. And I guess I, you know, if you're a Christian listening to this, which that's pretty likely, um, 
you've probably heard this story before and it come it becomes kind of commonplace or it's the furniture that we're used to in our christian life it's just always there yeah jesus entered there were palm trees thrown on the ground people threw their jackets down jesus was on some kind of donkey or donkey's colt and he gets into jerusalem and there you have it but you know every time we come to scripture we we need to let it speak it's a living word and we we can uh we can really hear this message by by remembering what it what it was like at the time so when we study the bible the first step is to say what was happening then? Before we say, what does this mean to me now, which is always our temptation, when we come to a biblical text, um, we need to say, what did this mean then? And, and that can refresh or renew an old story for us that's become you know, something that we are really familiar with. So let's do that with this story. What, what was really going on then? And I think one thing that's stuck out to me this year as I've studied it is this is a really volatile situation. Volatile. Not, you know, when I was a kid, Palm Sunday was just happy, happy, not volatile. You know, you weren't looking around your shoulder for who's going to kill who. Uh, you know, you, you were just happy to have palm branches and you could wave them in church. You could throw them around. And that was exciting. But the palm branch waving in Jerusalem those 2000 years ago, that might have been threatening. That was threatening to the Pharisees. The Romans might have started taking notice, like, who is this person that, that the, the, the crowds are declaring a king? What's the deal with that? Because at Passover time, the Jewish people flocked to Jerusalem, and the, the, the city would swell in population 10 times, as much as 10 times the population of Jerusalem just for that Passover time. And that was a very difficult situation for the Romans, a lot of volatility, a lot of potential violence. Uh, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the Sadducees, it's, it's a difficult situation for them to manage, especially when you have this upstart, we'll call him, Jesus, who has crowds following him, and they're declaring him a Messiah candidate, they're declaring him king. Now, the crowds aren't getting it all right, right? But it's, it's a threatening thing that they're declaring, and it will greatly upset the, the, the status quo for the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and others. So, we see that uh, it's very volatile. They want to kill Lazarus because he's he's walking evidence, living evidence that Jesus is really someone special. I mean, Jesus had just raised Lazarus from the dead. You can read about that in John 11. And then they're, they're threatening Jesus, right? Um, so this is not just a simple celebration of laying down palm branches and and singing Hosanna songs to uh, to a wonderful teacher that everybody likes. Boy, this is a volatile situation where there's a crowd ready to, to, uh, to see a new king, a king that would throw off the Romans. There's religious leaders who are upset about this to the point that they want to kill this guy. There's Romans taking notice and saying, who is this guy? And, and uh, you know, what are the crowds doing? So it is uh, complex, tense, and, and, and potentially violent. Uh, and then in in rides Jesus into all of that on the back of a donkey's colt, on a back, on the back of an unthreatening animal that's probably, you know, doing more of a job than it was accustomed to doing. And it's borrowed. It's a borrowed colt, right? According to the other gospels, we find out that Jesus like set up borrowing this colt. The disciples had to go like get it and then tell people they were getting it for their, their, you know, their teacher, their Lord. And, you know, so Jesus is, you know, riding 
in on a work animal, a young work animal that he doesn't even own into this city dominated by the powerful government in the world, dominated by this Jewish religious structure, and in rides Jesus, the one with the real power. Uh, but he sure doesn't look like it, right? He's Jesus, meek and mild. And I don't know, it's pretty awesome. Uh, and that's the practical joke I think Jesus was pulling was like, look at all you crowds. You think you know what's going on. You're shouting these things. Look at you Pharisees. You think you have control. You think you're going to shut me up by killing me. Look at you Romans. You, you think you know what you're doing. You think you've got everything under control and are bringing peace to the world. But Jesus is the one who really knows what's going on. He knows that he is going to suffer and die, but that his suffering and death is going to be the way that true peace is brought to humankind. And the true kingdom, the kingdom of God, the truly powerful kingdom is going to, to come and be made available to any who would believe in him. So it's just uh, an amazing set of contrasts there. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. And I just, yeah, um, love the story, love the story. Um, yeah, what do you think, Tim? <laughs> uh, I felt like I, I was in the middle of a sermon already. It's like, Pastor Corey's preaching this morning. Uh, <laughs> sounded good. Um, you know, I, I think one of the things that you said that kind of stuck out to me was that as this is all happening, the people are, the people are asking, well, who is this? who is this guy, this Jesus, and what, what's going on here? And I was just thinking that that's a question we can all ask as we come to the scriptures. This one and every other scripture is, okay, let's take a look at this. Who is, who is this Jesus? What's going on here? And uh, you can't just find the whole answer here in this little scripture. You have to keep reading before and after to see the whole story of Jesus. And and uh, that's kind of one of the neat things that we've been doing here at the church is we're actually journeying through the gospel of John from the beginning to the end with a few, uh, you know, we have a few breaks here and there depending on uh, vacation schedules and stuff like that. But we're following the story of Jesus from the beginning of John to the end of John. And here we're jumping ahead a little bit of, of where we actually are in our study, but we're getting a sense for who Jesus is. And, uh, and uh, so just an encouragement to people to, to get your eyes on the scripture, listen to the scripture, um, and, and listen for the answer to that question, who is this Jesus? And uh, he's going to surprise, he's going to surprise everybody here, the people who uh, have proclaimed him Messiah, and he's going to surprise the Jewish religious leaders, he's going to surprise the Romans. <laughs> And he's still surprising us uh, more than 2,000 years later. Um, mm. so. Yeah. What do you make of Jesus? That's the big question. And I mean, that's why John's writing his gospels, right? So that they may believe uh, that Jesus is the son of God and that by believing they can have life in his name. So, uh, you know, what do you make of Jesus? And do you believe that he's the actual king, but a better king than the crowds even understood, a more powerful king than the Romans will ever have, uh, a better king than the Pharisees were even expecting. And he's bringing the better kingdom of God where people can live forgiven by their God. They can live with the Holy Spirit being present in their lives. Uh, they can be empowered to be loving witnesses to their neighbors, whatever their background may be. 
you know, Jesus is, is the better King bringing in the better kingdom. And uh, it is surprising then and now. Um, so who do we, who do we make Jesus out to be? And are we receiving uh, who he really is? Uh, this story makes us ask all of that. Amen. Amen. Well, Tim, don't you got to get rolling to uh, you get your vaccination? Big news, folks. Yep. Tim's yep. Uh, getting his vaccination. You're going to do left arm, right arm? I think, I, I don't know, maybe my left today. I've heard the right shot's a little harder and my right arm is a little, you know, stronger. It's my dominant arm. So maybe I'll save the second shot for, for my right arm. I think that's a good way to go. I've been telling people get left and then right so that you're fully vaccinated, both sides. So um, that's not a scientific fact, folks. That's just a silly opinion. Um, Tim's answering the phone. Uh, we do have to wrap up. Do you need to answer? Should we just wrap up, Tim? You want me to wrap up? Or do you need to get that? Okay, folks, this has been, I don't know how to do it, Tim and Corey from our Zoom studios here on the Rolling Hills, Washington. I don't know. Thank you for joining us. What do you usually say? Yeah, this has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop studios in the Rolling Hills of Palouse, Washington. Hope you have a blessed week. We will see you next time. Take care. Ah, see you, folks. <laughs> Got to work on that, Corey. <laughs> see you next time. Yeah.